0: Make sure all seats are in the upright position and trays are put away before we take off. KR Media proudly presents Kingdom Rock Radio with your Bible teachers. Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I'm looking to what the Lord Jesus has in his hand for me. And Pastor Suniko Stroud. How with God on their side, they were stronger than anybody. Get the latest downloads from our website. You can download today's message as an MP4, MP3. Or simply download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile devices from the iTunes Store or Android Market. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center in Bremen, Georgia. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Today's message is entitled, The Heart of Obedience. The Word of God declares that obedience is better than sacrifice. And when we come into the place of obedience, we'll find the blessings of God revealed in our lives. What's hindering your obedience to the Lord? Well, we're going to discover that today and a whole lot more. Remember, you can join us on the web at kingdomrock.org or go to the Android Market or iTunes store to download our Kingdom Rock app. We know that you're going to enjoy it. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Heart of Obedience, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Amen, amen, amen. Well, once again, it's so good seeing all of you. Uh, Here in the house of God today, there are just so many things happening and so many things going on. Uh, The Lord is moving in great and wondrous, great and wondrous ways. And we just want to make sure that we're in position uh, to follow His will and to follow His instructions. Amen. Amen. Let me say this before we really begin today. Uh, I heard the Lord say earlier don't trust your feelings, don't trust your emotions. Don't trust your emotions. A lot of things are happening now, and the enemy is trying to sway the people of God through your feelings or through your emotions. Amen. Amen. At some times, feelings and emotions can be good. It can be a good indicator of what's going on, of what's happening. Feelings and emotions can, uh, can uh, tell us. Either to stop doing this or go here or go that or don't trust this person or trust that when feelings and emotions. But when feelings and emotions are haywire, running amok, when the enemy is influencing feelings and emotions, then we can let go of things that we should be keeping. We can stop doing things that we should be continuing. We can even cause an end to something. Many people have committed acts of suicide through feelings and emotions. What do you do? Well, you run to your anchor, that is Christ, run to the sure foundation that is Christ, and you trust in what you know, trust in the Word of God, and not in feelings or emotions. Because there are things happening now that your eyes have not seen, neither have your ears heard, neither has it entered into your heart, the things that God has prepared for you. Through feelings and emotions, you only see what's in front of you. You only see what's in front of you and that can be misdirecting information amen. we don't see the whole picture so we lay hold to what the lord is telling is, is telling us and has told us amen? amen so watch out don't allow the enemy to swage your decisions or change your mind through feelings or emotions are you hearing me amen. the enemy can influence your feelings or emotions there can be a dark cloud or dark vapor over your life. And you think that the world is coming to an end. You think that your labor is in vain. Nobody understands. Nobody hears. Those are feelings and emotions that the enemy is, that, uh, the enemy is trying to sway your direction, trying to get you to stop, trying to hinder you from moving forward. And he will do it through the soulish realm, through feelings and emotions. So you have to watch out hear the word of the Lord, watch out, guard your feelings, guard your emotions, they can be very deceptive, they can be very deceptive, when at once you knew that this was God's course for your life, but now here comes bad feelings, here comes now bad emotions, and you think that you're going the wrong way, when in fact you're going the right way, watch out for the attack of the enemy on your feelings and emotions praise the Lord 2nd Corinthians praise the Lord you can go ahead and give him praise you don't have to stop you can go ahead and praise him praise the Lord 2nd Corinthians 10 2 Corinthians 10 we're going to uh, continue and last week we spoke from the subject of set your house in order set your house in order we understood that God said, set our houses in order because there are some things that he wants to bring about in our lives, some changes that he wants to make. He wants to put us in divine position uh, to receive overflow, to receive increase, divine position to do his will in the earth. He wants to put us in position that we be influencers of others. But until we set some things in order, put some things in right places, we'll find ourselves disqualified uh, for God to use us. And we don't want to be disqualified, especially not in this hour. 2 Corinthians 10, and let's look at verses 4 through 6. Now, I'm going to read this to you uh, out of the the King James Version. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 6. And it says, are you there? Are you there? And it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every fault to the obedience of Christ. And verse 6 is our key verse today. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled out of the NIV it says and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete God is simply saying I am ready to move on your behalf I am ready to act on your behalf once your obedience is complete he said I'll do it once you get it together remember there are some God things and then there are some us things God won't do our things, and we can't do his things. You understand? So the Lord said, I'll be ready. To act on your behalf. I'll be ready to move those mountains. I'll be ready to to cast those demons off. I'll be ready to loose every blessing in your life. I'll be ready to, I'm ready rather to, to break shackles and chains off of your life. I'm ready to give you the anointing. I'm ready to send in my manifest presence in your life. I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. And I will do that once you become obedient. Are you hearing? Now, let's take a little walk. Let's go to the book of uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30. You can write this down or or make a special note of it, Deuteronomy 30. I'm going to read this for you out of the uh, NIV, Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 through 3. Out of the NIV, it reads like this. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you, and you take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. Verse two, and when you and your children return to the Lord, your God, and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I command you today, then the Lord, your God, will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations where he scattered you. want you to see this as we're talking today really from the subject of the heart of obedience the heart of obedience now before we get into here to deuteronomy most of us would say i want god to bless me most of us would say i want what god has for me most of us would say i want god to use me in unusual ways and supernatural ways. Most of us would say, Lord, I want you to get all that you have invested in me. I want you to receive everything and be totally happy and satisfied and and get your 100% out of me. Most of us would say that. But there is a thing that stops us, and that's called disobedience. And understanding what disobedience is, we've got to first understand what obedience is. Obedience means to uh, really to submit, to comply, to yield to the will of another. Now, that sounds like an easy process. Somebody tells you, obey, you just go and obey, just go and do it. But understand, when we start down the road of obedience, we're going to find that it's not as easy as it sounds. Because when we agree to obey what God says, there must be the death of our will. In order to truly obey God and say yes to him, we're going to have to say no to us. And we're going to have to believe that what God is saying to us and where God is taking us is greater than, than what we're saying to ourselves or, and even greater of where we think that we are going. The road to obedience. Now, one of the keys uh, of obedience is this here in Deuteronomy 30. The Lord said that, that we have to obey with all of our heart obey with all of our heart remember the Lord does not want automatons he doesn't want robots If that's all he wanted was robots things that would just do his will blindly then Adam and Eve would not have had a soul They would have had some sort of gears or something do this Adam okay I will do that Lord I won't do that name that animal hmm frog Mm -hmm. but the lord did not call us to be robots did he or automatons he gave adam and eve a will which means that we can choose to obey him or we can choose not to obey him we can choose the road of obedience or we can choose the road of disobedience that's on us turn to name and say that's on you I'm telling you, that's on you, whether you wish to obey God or not. And that's how the Lord really wants it. That's true worship. When we obey the Lord from our heart, that's true worship. Now look what it says again here in Deuteronomy 30, verse 2. The Lord said... He said, uh, verse 2 says, And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I commanded you this day, then the Lord will restore your fortunes. King James said he'll turn your captivity. Praise God. He'll turn your captivity or restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again, bring you back to himself. We've got to obey with an open heart, with a heart of obedience. Amen. Isaiah. Let me just walk through these. Isaiah, make a note of it. Isaiah 1 verses 19 and 20. Isaiah 1 verses 19 and 20 out of the NIV. Once again, it says, if you are willing, that's heart. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, when we are disobedient, when we refuse to obey God, is it God that is killing you or striking you down with a bolt of lightning? lightning? Is it God that is putting a curse on you? Absolutely not. No. What happens is the, the whole natural affair of things, the whole natural order will take place. Let's say, naturally, if a man gets bitten by a snake, a deadly snake, a deadly cobra, you get bitten by a snake, naturally, you're going to die. There's nothing, you don't have to believe it, you don't have to throw up a whole bunch of shandas, shandas, shandas. you don't have to fast, you don't have to pray, you don't have to study your Bible, you get bit by a cobra, you're going to die. Natural order of things. Are you hearing? But... If in like the case of Paul, as he's sitting around the fire and this deadly asp, this deadly snake bites him and he flings it off into the fire, no big deal, and he's alive, and everybody else saying, Wow, you must be a man of God. What the gods must have descended here with us. Jesus must be real. Then you're not and Paul was in obedience, so the natural order of things was canceled. What should have happened did not happen because he was in obedience. So, simply put, when we disobey God, we subject ourselves or make ourselves subject to the natural order of things. What should have happened will happen because we disobeyed God. Are you hearing? So there's no need to say, oh, God is bringing this on me. Oh, God is doing this to me. Oh, God is doing this. God is cursing me. God, he's doing this because of what I did last night. No, you just made yourself subject to the natural order of things. You understand what I'm saying to you? And here again, we make ourselves subject to the natural order of things when we are disobedient to God. Okay? Okay. So here again, if God, let me give you another example. If God says, I want you to stay in the house and if it's pouring down, raining outside, I mean, hailstones and it is really pouring down, raining outside. But God says, be obedient and stay in the house. Well, as long as you stay in the house, you're not going to get pneumonia. As long as you stay in the house, you're you're not going to get wet. As long as you know, there's the roof is good and all that stuff. You're not going to get wet. But if you go outside in the elements a natural order of things takes place now you're outside the will of God now we're in disobedience and now we are subject to catching a cold subject to catching pneumonia and all that other stuff stuff that God was saying if you just obeyed me I was trying to protect you from it but, oh, God, I want to go out and have a good time. They out there shaking their rump, and they're having a great time out there. I see them doing it. They seem to be having a great time. But God said, if you just stay here under my covering, like I'm telling you, I'm trying to keep you from all the calamity that's going on out there. But here comes the devil. He'll turn on this strobe light. He'll turn the music up, and he'll try to entice you into disobedience. Try to show you everything you're missing. Oh, if you just come, we're having having a good time with our our liquor, with our 40, 40, 20, 20, 30, 30, 100, 100 proof. We're having a great time out here. You ought to come out here and get drunk too. Yeah, you ought to come out. And we look through the window. Oh, they're having such a great time. Oh, and what are we doing? We're just serving the Lord. Oh, Oh. But if you stay under the covering of God's obedience then the destruction that is awaiting them will not come upon you again is it god sending that no it is a natural order of things it is a natural order of the curse that is resident in the earth what should have happened to you will happen to you if you remove yourself from god's covering from his uh, obedience are you hearing what i'm saying hallelujah hallelujah so but even if let me let me say it this way even if we go we would go out god still has there's a he's still loving and is he's still merciful and his part there is to restore you to bring you back in now you come on back in, you're back in the house, and you got a cold, you're sniffling, your eyes are watering, they're red, and you're blowing your nose every few seconds, a chew, a chew, a chew, and all that stuff is going on. You're lying in bed with a fever, but God, but you're in the house and you're recovering now, and the Lord is healing you, bring you back to where you were supposed to be. Thank God for his restoration. Amen. Thank God for his restoration. Hallelujah! So the Lord says here again in, in Deuteronomy 30, he says in verse number two, he says, if you rather uh, what we in Isaiah, Isaiah 19 and 20, he said, if you are willing and obedient, you'll lead the good of the land. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, but if you resist and rebel, yes, yes. you will be devoured by the sword. Now, here again, God is not sending the sword. The sword is already here. Yes, 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 yes. Are you understanding? Yes. Just watch Channel 5 News. Destruction is already here right now. And only by staying in obedience, only by having that heart of obedience, can we avoid all the calamity and mess that's going on right now. Are you hearing? Now make a note of this in uh, Job, Job 36 and 11. You can make a note of this, Job 36 and 11. And it says this. If they obey... And serve him. They will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Oh, I love that. The Lord promises this. If they obey and serve him, we ought to make this thing personal. Say with me if I I obey obey and serve him, him. then I will spend spend my days days in prosperity prosperity and my years. pleasures if we simply obey now how much money have you lost through disobedience how much time have we lost through disobedience how many bad connections relationship wise have we been in through disobedience how much heartache have we gone through through disobedience Simply because we refuse to obey. Why did we refuse to obey? Because it looks so much. It looks so much better. They seem to be having so much time, so much of a good time. We could look out the window. Oh, they're shaking it real good. I could be shaking it with them. Jesus, Jesus. Are you hearing? Amen, 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 amen. Let's look at some more scriptures here. You can turn to it or make special note of it. Romans six. Romans six. We're really going to get into this today. We're going to get into really how to be obedient. Because most of us want to be obedient to God. We really do want to be obedient. We want to be 100% uh, complicit. We really do want to submit ourselves and yield ourselves to him completely. And if it were a light switch, we would have flipped it a long time ago. But there are some things in us, in our soul that is preventing us from yielding 100% to the Lord. uh, As I told you before, I'm not trying to build a church. I'm trying to build people, making disciples. Now, you don't want to preach obedience in in a church where people are trying to get members. Here again, you want to preach about money and things that make people feel good. But I'm trying to tell you, you need to obey God. Are you hearing what's being said? Romans 6 here again Romans 6 of uh, the King James Romans the sixth chapter verse 16 through 18 you can make a note of it or read along with me and it says this know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are uh, to whom ye obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness verse 17 but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin thank god i was a servant of sin it's done past tense sin is not my master anymore hallelujah jesus is my master jesus is my lord hallelujah he said but god bethink that ye were the servants of sin but ye have obeyed how from the heart you see that in your bible but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you being then made free from sin ye became the servants of righteousness here again we must obey God from the heart you must obey him from the heart it's not just your hands God is interested in you doing what he said but he's interested in your heart as you do it Remember, God, uh, rather man looks at the outward appearance, but it is God that looks at the heart. We don't want the type of relationship or the type of religion that the world has where we have a form of godliness. They are coming to church, they are studying their Bibles. People can only see what you do with your hands or with your time, but God sees what we do with our heart our heart must become complicit our heart must submit to the Lord we must submit to the Lord with our whole heart and with all of our strength you see there is the place of power the Lord said in the book of James here again he said uh, submit yourselves therefore unto God and resist the devil and he will flee from you listen listen the the amount of the amount of your submission determines the amount of control or power you will have over the enemy in your life if you submit a little bit when you resist the devil he will flee a little bit but i need him to flee a lot in my life I mean a whole bunch When I say no or when I say go He better jump and say how high When I come against him and I say get out He better take up his grip and go In Jesus name I don't need him to be hanging around When I come at him in the name of Jesus Christ I expect him to flee Now here again we've got to understand this Because there are a lot of people That want the devil to move and they're praying, God, get this devil off of me. Yes. And nothing is happening yes. because we have not first submitted to God. Amen. 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 We must be obedient. Are you hearing? Jesus. We must be obedient. Somebody, Let's look at Corinthians. Corinthians, or rather Colossians. You can turn it or make a note of it. Colossians, the third chapter. I'm going to read this to you out of the NIV. I like the way it reads here. Colossians, the third chapter, verses 21, verse uh, 22 and 23. It reads like this. Fathers, um, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. 22. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything. And do it not just, or rather not only when their eyes, when their eye is on you and to curry their favor. King James says as men pleasers. But with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Now, we don't have a slave master relationship here in the earth right now. Thank God for that. But we do have a boss and employee relationship. Are you hearing? We do have a a pastor and congregation relationship. There is authority that God has set in the earth or a policeman and you in your vehicle relationship. Pulled over relationship. Here again, he says we have to be obedient with our heart. Doing it as unto the Lord and not unto a human master or not unto those that are in authority. We're not doing it for them. We're doing it for him. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Are you hearing? Jesus. Just do, do this with sincerity of the heart. We have to serve the Lord with sincerity of the heart. Here again, most of us want to obey. We want to be obedient in every area of our lives. We don't want half obedience. Remember, King Saul proved that for us there in the book of First uh, Samuel, I believe the 15th chapter. He proved that half obedience is not accepted with God. Yes, yes. God told him to go in and destroy a certain place, kill all the people, uh, kill all the inhabitants, the animals and everything. Because the Lord said, I remember what they did and judgment is coming. Yes. Saul, you go and you perform my will. Well, Saul went there and he did some things, but he didn't do all the things. He spared the king. He spared the best of the sheep. He had half obedience. And the prophet Samuel came and said, uh, he came and told the prophet, hey, let's rejoice. Hey, I did what God told me to do. No, you didn't. It was only half obedience. You did half and half obedience is not counted as obedience in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? I know that there is a people that that, that would cry out, Lord, I want to obey you. Matter of fact, let's say that. Say, Lord, Lord, I want to obey you. Help me to obey you more. more. Come on, help me to obey you more. more. Say, I submit to you. I I yield to you. Help me to obey you. Because listen, unless the Lord helps us to obey him, all we can do is give him a half obedience. We'll never be able to give all without him. Because listen, you are fighting against you. Yes, yes, Lord, yes. And you spend all of your life trying to give you the things that please you. Yes, yes. So when you're attempting to obey God, your biggest enemy stands in the mirror. Yes, 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 yes. You're gonna face things, when you, I mean your body is gonna react. Yes. Your body's gonna tell you no. Your mind is going to tell you no. The influences of this culture are going to tell you no. It feels good, so I should do it. So when we agree to obey God, uh, uh, agree to obey his will, you're going to find a tidal wave of stuff coming at you. And it's going to take the power of the Spirit of God to help us to fully obey God with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. Say say again, Lord, I need your help, Lord, I need your help. To, obey you to obey you in all things in, all things. in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Jesus. Now, let, let me show you some keys here. Let me show you some, some keys because we really are serious about obeying God. And again, it's not as simple as you say, if you say, well, Hey, I find it easy to obey God. Well, chances are, chances are you are complicit in the things that are easy for you. But there are some things that are difficult for you. Some things that are really rooted in your flesh, in your soul. Some things that your body still wants to do. Still wants to feel a certain amount of pleasure in some things. I guarantee you, if I find you in the right place, your hand will be going back wanting to slap somebody. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. That tongue sure want to curse somebody out. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. You want to flip another lid, pop of this, snort this, shoot this, and all that stuff at the right moment. It is easy to it is easy to be complicit or it is easy to comply with the will of God when everything is fine. It is easy. It is it is easy to love my neighbor. Oh, it is so easy. I love you. You know what? I love you too. You know I love you too. It's easy. But can you love the one? Can you say, "I love you" to the one that is cursing you out, that is standing right here in your face? That yet they're so close, you can feel their breath on your cheek, and they're slapping you on one side. Oh, can we be obedient then and turn the other cheek? It's easy to obey God and giving a tithe and offering when you got a whole bunch of money. But let's see when you got your last twenty dollars. Can we be obedient with your last twenty dollars? Are you hearing what we're saying? So what we need to do now, we really need to address this thing and really need to figure out, Lord, how can I come to the place where I am laying at your throne, prostrate before you, and I say, Lord, all that I am is yours. All that I have is yours. My life is yours. I give it all to you. I surrender totally and completely to you. Now, so, now, for some, that concept is foreign. They say, well, you're gone too far. No, you haven't gone too far. You just come to Kingdom Rock. That's what we preach right here. Lord, all of it to you, Jesus. All to thee I owe, all of it. Because remember, what you keep back for yourself is a thing that the devil can use to destroy you sin may have a pleasure may be pleasure before season oh my goodness it may be pleasure before season but you'll always end up in the pig pen you'll always end up with the swine having nothing are you hearing? let me give you these things we're not going to be completely finished with all these today but we'll get a good start on them amen Amen. so let's say with me "Lord, Lord teach me to be obedient Teach me. Show me how. how. Well, let me give you seven things here. We're going to really just sort of go through these. The first thing we need to consider is uh, that we must obey God from the heart, and like we said, and not just with our hands. God's just not looking for you just to do it. Well, Lord, I did do it. Yeah, but he wants all of it. He wants all of it. Are you hearing? Our motives have to be in check with our actions, in sync with our actions. It's not just you doing it. remember, he doesn't want a robot. It's not just enough. Let's say if uh, as I'm using my wife as an example, Amen. she likes that. <laughs> what if in the morning I got up and I said, "Honey, I sure would love me some pancakes, some um, some bacon." I'm not going to say eggs, but I said it. I just said it, didn't I? Some pancakes, some bacon and eggs and, and, and some toast or something. And she said, "Okay." And she goes in the kitchen. She makes it. And I sit down at the kitchen table and she she says, here, here your eggs and your bacon and your ham. Here it is. I made it for you. Now, she did the act, didn't she? Now she doesn't do that of course I'll just make an example (laughs) Praise the Lord The act is done But what about the heart Are you hearing Now But here's the thing Some people can do that And have a smile on their face And you not know their true motives And intentions For serving God says I see it all he said, I, I see it all. I see what you did and I see why you did it. I see what you're thinking as you're serving them. He said, and I want all to be in agreement. I want the full service. I want your actions and I want your heart. Actions and heart. Somebody says, well well, well, we'll just stay together for the children. Mm. But the children are going to know sooner or later that something's wrong with mom and daddy it's not the full thing remember God said I'm a jealous God I want all of you I want all of you I want you what you're doing and I want your heart I want your soul I want your mind I want all of you so doing it halfway with God putting one foot in and one foot out putting one foot in and shaking it all about that really won't work with God yes you can do your hokey pokey and turn yourself around But that's not what it's all about. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? God said, I want all of you. I want all of you. I want all of you. And until we get to that place where we can give God all of us, then we need to keep on searching. We need to keep on striving. Keep on striving. Keep on striving. If you're not there yet, don't worry about it. Keep on striving. Lord, I want to give you all. Lord, I want to give you all. Lord, I want to give you all. And I rebuke anything in me that holds me back from giving this all to you. I want to give it all to you, Lord Jesus and remember when you give god all when you obey the lord from your heart the bible says then he'll release to you that's what he's been waiting to do he's been waiting to release some things of your life but he's been waiting for your compliance but we're too mixed up and we and we're distracted through our feelings and emotions we're distracted by well they don't talk to me or this and that and the other they're doing me wrong and and all you're distracted stop being distracted keep the first things first keep Jesus Christ first the Lord will take care of them he said vengeance is mine said the Lord he'll take care of them but you and not have to keep focus on him keep focus on him just like Peter walking on the water don't be distracted don't be distracted keep your focus on Jesus Lord it's hard out here the wind it's blowing don't worry about that peter just keep walking they talking about me lord don't worry about that peter just keep walking i don't have any money in my pocket lord just keep walking just keep walking nobody's shouting nobody's yelling nobody's singing nobody's doing anything just keep walking keep on looking at jesus and that's where we are today keep your focus on the master Keep your focus on Him, and as long as you keep your focus on Him, you're not going to sink. You're not going to sink. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. It's all about Him. We must keep our focus on Him. Are you hearing me? If you hear nothing else I've said, keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on Him. So, again, the first key is we must obey the Lord from our heart and not merely from our hands. He wants more. (laughs) He wants more. And he's going to continue to want more until he gets it all. He wants more. Are you hearing? The second thing is that we may spend the majority of our time here out of these seven things because we're about to close out now. The second thing is, you need to define the struggle of your obedience, of your, rather, disobedience. Define the struggle of your disobedience to God. Why won't you do it? Not why can't you do it, oh, you can do it, but why won't you do it? You know what God said about it, but why won't you do it? God says you need to forgive. I hear your word, Lord, but why won't you forgive? God says, attend church services. Yeah, you know, he said it, but why won't you can do it? But why won't you do it? He says about tithing and offering, you can do it, but why won't you do it? There are so many things that we can do, but we won't. Now, if we want the blessings of God, and they are held up, if we want God to use us greatly in the earth today to call down fire, praise the Lord, or to see people fall out, whoa, I mean, we want to see so many great things, great things, great things, but the greatest miracles, hear me, will happen in your own house, with your own family. Don't try to blow on the world and get them to fall out and you haven't blown on your family, blown on your children, giving them words of encouragement, words of inspiration, praying for them. Oh, keep your breath to yourself. Or else all you be doing, you think they fall out because they're anointed. It may be your bad breath. Woo! praise the lord so again we need to define the struggle why won't you do it until you begin to address that question you see when you begin to uh address that the reasons why you won't do it until you address that that thing will continue to have power and control over you you got to face it you got to confront it you never win a battle that you're not willing to confront You never win a battle that you're not willing to confront. And you confront, your first first thing is to confront the reasons why. Why aren't I doing this? Did God say this? Yes. Am I doing this? No. Why? Because understand, your disobedience not only affects you, but it affects your family. It affects your husband or your wife. It also will affect your children and your grandchildren. Your disobedience affects more than just you your refusal to obey god is damning up or holding up a sure blessing that is marked out for you and your household but because we refuse to obey you're holding back the hand of god in some area of your life one see where god wants to really work in your life look to the area of your disobedience your greatest struggle is also the key or, or it is also the looking glass, we can say, to the greatest blessing in your life. Your greatest struggle through obedience. Rather, yes, your greatest struggle with obedience. You, where you really struggling to obey God? That's a key to where God really wants to bless you yes there's a lot of hell there's a lot of torment all around that and you struggle 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 sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't you can do it here you can do it there and you're really struggling to obey God in that area you will see once your obedience is complete you're going to see the glory of God manifest in a way that you've never seen before in that area the area of your greatest weakness you'll find your greatest strength as we learn to obey God So we have to define define, uh, the struggle of disobedience. Why won't you do it? Not why can't, but why won't you do this? What's wrong? Hear me. What's wrong or what's the wrong thing that you're using to meet this need? Because remember, we never just sit and do nothing, especially in the spirit realm. It's either you decide for one or decide for for the other. There is no middle ground. It's either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. It's either you're doing right before God or it's wrong. So if we're saying, Lord, I'm not going to obey you in this area, it's not that we're doing nothing. We, We already have something that we are doing. What we're doing really is refusing to allow God to occupy that same space. Lord, I have this here. And come on, let me get somebody, Mr. Stigall, come on up right quick. You want to help me to, um, to bring this point about here. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's say that this, hold that in your hand, brother, just hold it out. Let's say that that, let's, no, let's turn around this way here. All right, praise the Lord. Let's say that this is the object that he has, he has it in his hand. This is his object of disobedience. He heard what God said. Let's say that this is what God said. But now we're just using two objects. This is what God says. And for him to do what God says, he must first. Now his hand can only hold so much. All right, hear me. We're talking about things spiritually. Now I know he can hold this seat, this DVD case, and this bottle of oil at the same time. We understand that, right? All right, but look at this thing spiritually. You, these two cannot abide in the same place. God will not have fellowship. There's no fellowship with Bilal in Christ. There's no fellowship with the works of darkness and workings of, and workings of light. No fellowship whatsoever. So for him to say, Lord, I will obey you, he has to remove this thing out of his hand, let it go to receive what God has for him. Amen. He has to let that go. Let's do this, okay? He has to let it go. Go ahead and let it go, brother. He has, to, he has to drop it to pick this up. He has to drop it. Now, what the problem is, go ahead and pick that back up, brother. What the problem is, is that he has had this in his life for such a long period of time. To him, this has been a comfort to him. This has helped him, but it also has caused him a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. This has caused him grief and his family grief. And this has caused, uh, may have caused him to lose a job. This, this is that thing right there. And God says, I've got a better way for you if you just obey what I'm saying. So he has got to come to the place of courage where he can believe God and just drop it. Now when he drops it, wait a second, when he drops it, now he's in a vulnerable state. Because in times past, when he felt really down and depressed, he'd go to a drug. He'd go to the alcohol. That's what that could be. When times past, when that pressure was really on him, he went and maybe got in somebody else's bed or whatever. In times past, when all that was really on him, he may have cursed, fussed, or fought, or whatever it is. And in times past, so that was his safety net to to keep him sane. He said i need this to keep me sane i need some measure of peace to keep me sane so i drink this i smoke this i snort this i do that to keep me sane to give me some peace but now god says hey i got something better for you drop it and so he drops it through faith because he's had this for years he drops it through faith and says lord i receive it and so now the will of God is in his place. And so now where there was a thing that was consuming his life, because understand sin will consume you. You will become its slave. Are you hearing? You will become its slave. And so now he has this in his life and now he's a servant of righteousness. He's a servant of righteousness now. And now the Lord said, I will meet your needs through this. And when the Lord meets your needs through this area, there'll be no pain. There'll be no suffering. And this will actually be a blessing in his household. Blessing to him, his family, and his children. Are you hearing? Now a blessing. Uh, Did y'all get that example? Thank you, brother. All right. So that's the struggle that we're facing today. That's the struggle we're facing. let just put it on the table over there. That's the struggle that we are facing today. Now, we did not get to all of this today. There's so much more. That's the struggle, defining the struggle for obedience. Learning how to obey God. Releasing what's in your hand. Releasing your own thinking. Releasing your own way of quote-unquote righteousness. Letting it go and trusting in the Lord. My wife mentioned a while ago about credit card debt, paying off a credit card. You know, it's, it's so hard to cut up a credit card. So hard to cut up a credit card because you say, well, I may need this. If I cut this up, there may be a sale and I may not have the money. So I may need this card because it's going to be some good things. But when you cut up the card, you're saying, Lord, I'm depending on you to meet the need. I'm depending on you to meet the need. So it may not be a store card, but you may be cutting up a connection, cutting up a little black phone book, cutting up something else, cutting the ties so that we can fully trust and rely on the Lord. Obedience is a gift and God's willing to give it to you. But here's one of those things that you're going to have to fight for. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Let's clap our hands to him. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.